Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 127. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and I hope everybody's had a great week thus far. Um, happy Friday Eve, and those of you who haven't had a great week this far, still one day left to turn it around, so I hope that happens for y'all. Uh, it's the NFL season, so of course this episode focuses on the NFL, as me and the homie E's last night. Chopped it up, uh, recapped uh, week one. Um, as we did go over the devastating injury um, that happened to Aaron Rodgers, with obviously something to torn Achilles, and just a bummer, um, a real letdown uh, for Jets, Jets fans, and for fifth all purists. Because you know a lot of hype was um, surrounding Aaron Rodgers being in the Bay Apple and the new, the new environment, the biggest market in the country, and then four plays in to the opening drive for the Jets, his career is not his career, his season rather, um, is over. Um, so we did touch on that. Also, what stood up to us in week one and previewed a couple games for week two as week two does kick off tonight with the Vikings taking on the Eagles. Um, before we get into the pod, I just want to let you guys know that um, this is going to be the last episode that I do without visuals. That's right. Um, I am going to have visuals for the pod starting next episode. Um, I wanted to do it um, for this episode, but I got um, backtracked and wasn't able to do that this week, but I'm definitely going to have it um, by next week. You'll be able to see me for the first time on this pod, uh, which is crazy. This is long overdue, um, but, I ha- but I have to do this in order to grow this pod and um, expand my audience. So that's going to happen starting next week. Um, I also do have a new uh, cover art. You'll notice that if you um, have subscribed to either, you know, the platform such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you'll see that the cover art has changed. Um, this is a new era uh, for the Mr. Vincent podcast. So I'm really trying to push this pod. Um, and also, too, you can actually follow this podcast's Instagram page at the Mr. Vincent pod. Again, the podcast um, page for Instagram at the Mr. Vincent Pod, where you can see everything um, there to keep up with the pod. Um, so yeah, this is a step in the right direction for me and this podcast, as I should say. Um, I'm trying to really do big things, so it's time to really like just go all out. But in the meantime, you can enjoy this pod right now. Here it is. two is coming up well tomorrow so week one's in the book so I mean I guess we got to talk about what everybody's been talking about since Monday night is Aaron Rodgers out for the season with a tuna Achilles um watching it watching it live didn't look too bad people thought it was an ankle but when you see the replay you're like uh no that looks like a tuna Achilles and you know Jet fans just just have to feel deflated at this point uh, but I had so much high hope coming into the season with all this hype and Rodgers in a new location. He, like, he was rejuvenated, out to show those wrongs that think that he can't be a leader. He just never really ingratiated himself with his teammates. Um, now he's gone for the season, at, turning 40, I believe, in December. What a crushing blow. Um, what, what were your thoughts when Rodgers went down and when it was announced that he was out for the season? It was really wild. It was just – well, first of all, it was really – when we were discussing some of the the potential like weak points for the Jets in the offseason and the Patriots kind of chat that I have going, 
the first thing that we talked about was like the offensive line. It had a lot of question marks. They really didn't know how things were going to work out. Dwayne Brown is pretty old. Mekhi Becton, he's somewhat of an unknown who's been injured the past couple of years. And right off the bat, we saw that when that game started against the Bills, the Bills were getting a ton of pressure and Rodgers was under heavy duress. And that play, he kind of got knocked down through like the ball away, and then he got up for a second, and then he just went back down. I was I was shocked, and you know there was a bit of like a mystery as to what his injury really was. But the Twitter detectives and the Twitter doctors were able to kind of use the video to 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 zoom in on his calf. You can kind of see the Achilles snapping and going up into his calf, and it's just like. That's wild. You have all of these plans and you're thinking, oh, yeah, the Jets are going to win like 10 plus games. They're really going to be in the running for maybe winning the division or at least like a, a wild card spot. And Rodgers gets injured in four plays and things completely, completely change. It's really wild. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, even from the NFL's um, perspective, like how like crushing this got to be for them. I mean, they put a lot of stock into the Jets. They have several primetime games. I, I can only imagine that they're going to probably flex a few of those games as the season progresses. <laughs> That's what I think. And then all this hype that was built, like, this is, like, this got to, like, affect their bottom line in a sense, having Aaron Rodgers out for the season. Yeah, I'm sure some of those ticket sales, like those ticket resales, those, those are going to go down. And just like you said, they were, I think they were at, like, five, five or more prime time games this season and then a bunch of them are earlier in the season so they can't be flexed and then i'm, I'm assuming depending on like how they do because for for all we know zach wilson could turn into something it's unlikely but he could and the jets could be like a really good team um maybe those maybe those might not be flexed but it's just really it's it's tough um i almost even though that the jets are like the ops i guess you could say I kind of felt bad for him because it's just like every year they get their hopes worked up for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it kind of seems at this point that they are really a cursed franchise. And I'm looking at it, looking at it right now. They had six primetime games played for this year. Yeah, that's that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, man. Nasty. So do you think that the Jets can still – well, Zach Wilson, he played subpar, I would say, or maybe a little bit – a little better than subpar. But do you think that they can still possibly make the playoffs? Because they were in a lot of games last season. It's just that that quarterback play was terrible. And I don't think that he stoked up enough knowledge from Aaron Rodgers in, in that offseason for them to really rely on him now going forward. Look, a big, a big part of their formula last year was like the run game with Brees Hall early in the season. And things kind of started to go left once he got hurt. I think Zach Wilson did – he wasn't great by any stretch, but he was all right when Brees Hall was healthy and running, being able to run the football at the way, the way he does. And you kind of saw it in that game yesterday. Brees Hall was just making it happen. Oh, he, he was like – I think I tweeted that that was his, like, allow me to reintroduce myself moment because he was on a mission. Yeah, they were playing a lot of 12 and 13. And then 12, 12, 13 personnel, that's when you have 12 is two tight ends on the field – one running back, and then 13 personnel is three tight ends, one running back on the field, and they were just running that football as best they could, and they were doing really well. I I think as long as he's healthy and they do have Dalvin Cook to, to spell him, 
if they can keep that offense on the rails with the running game the, and the defense that they have, which is probably going to be like top three, I think I think they can make some noise and possibly get in for for a, a playoff bid. I don't I don't think they're going to be in the running for winning the division anymore, which probably a lot of people thought. But I do think that they can make some noise and possibly sneak in, um, depending how things work out for for the other divisions. Yeah, I mean they were definitely my pick to win the division, and that's looking like it's going to probably be Miami um, after the the offensive. Um, how offensive um, display they put on in week one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just feel – I really feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, too. Um, now, I mentioned earlier, he is about to be 40 soon. So, I don't know if he can really – like, if he wants to come back, he's going to have to, like, go through the rehab process regardless because that hair is just, like, you know, it's a miserable process, but it has to be done. But I'm just thinking, like, does he even really want to come back after all this? Part of me thinks that he probably does just because he, like – made a commitment to the Jets organization and the Jets fans, and he probably feels like he owes it to them to try to, try to get out there and play next season. And the simple fact that he's a football player, I think that he's a, he's a, he's a competitor, and he's going to not want to go on that term. He doesn't want that to be the last, lasting image of him being helped off the field. I think yes, he wants to actually legitimately compete for a Super Bowl and then be done with it if he has to be. Yeah, I do think that he's coming in He's going to come in, uh, come back for another season. And I, I had a lot of question marks about him going into this season because if you really watch that last year in Green Bay, he, he really didn't care anymore at all. He, he was just either like throwing like check downs or just throwing deep. Like he didn't even care about throwing to like the middle of the field anymore, even though that's kind of like what that offense is like supposed to do. Um, he, it was very clear that he wanted out and it was either like retirement or they traded him. Um, they traded him and I wasn't sure whether or not he'd be like bought in, but he really seemed like he was fully bought in in New York. And I was wondering what kind of showing he would have if and when he did that. So it's kind of like disappointing. I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't wish injury on anybody, even if they're a division opponent. And I kind of wanted to see the one that I think the really sad part is that Mahomes and Rodgers were supposed to play each other this year, and every single time something has happened, whether it's Mahomes is hurt or, or Aaron Rodgers is hurt or he has, like, COVID or or, or this time with, like, the, the torn um, Achilles. So it probably means that we'll never get to see the match up, which is super disappointing, and I really want to see that. And they, yeah, and they were also – they were slated for week four, Sunday Night yeah. Football. Yep. At MetLife. Yeah, I mean, so look, to go back to Rodgers, you said that you thought that Rodgers like, didn't really care anymore in um, Green Bay his last season. Don't you think it cost me could it be the fact that he was just playing with like a bunch of like really um, young receivers, new receiving core. He didn't have his primary target in Devontae anymore. He did have an injury to his, to his thumb on a throwing hand. You think that all that played a role into it? I do think the injury played a role like somewhat, but it was very clear to me he wasn't all that interested in the team itself, um, those guys were, like, young, and maybe you could, like, argue that a veteran quarterback of, like, his, like, stature, he maybe would want, like, better weapons around them around him, but I actually like some of those, like, young guys. I think Christian Watson had, like, pretty good traits. I like Romeo Dubs coming out of college last year, and I think he maybe should have given those guys a bit more of a chance. They were a bit raw, but 
you know, it's kind of one of those things where what are the things we look for from like the elite quarterback, something that we always talked about with Brady, something that we like try to look for in guys like Patrick Mahomes is the great quarterbacks are able to elevate like the players around them. And you're, you're a first ballot hall of famer who's looked at as one of the greatest who's ever played the game, like a top 10 quarterback who's ever played the game. You should be able to guide those young guys and speed up their maturing process and really be able to teach them. And it didn't seem like he was interested in doing that at all. And that's to me, in my opinion, that's to his detriment. He, he should have been more bought in in green Bay, but it is what it is, and he was he's in New York in New York now. It seemed like he was bought in with some of the young players on that roster. Um he had like a good connection with like Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson also really seemed like he was really um looking forward to what they could have done together this season and they're pretty pretty disappointed now. Yeah, man. Again, it sucks all around for the league, for the fans, Jet fans, um, just fo- football fans, the NFL. It's just a, it's a bad, it's a bad moment. Um, but I mean, season's gonna go on, and hopefully, Rodgers can recover and do whatever he feels is best for him. Uh, if he wants to play again, he can do it. If he wants to retire, it is what it is. Um, week one, what was, what were some of your, what's one of the most intriguing things that you that stood up to you on Sunday, or, or Monday as well? Week one. I mean, well, well, that most of most of my my thoughts are about us. Um, you know, we didn't really get to talk, kind of do like a pod about maybe like some of like the thoughts about like the draft and the off season. Um, I was really, really impressed with how our rookies looked in through the preseason and how they looked in like this game. Uh, first and foremost, Keon White. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, defensive end out of Georgia Tech. First started out at Old Dominion, very much like a new player. We drafted him in the second round. He's kind of famous for having, like, that stone face when they picked him. Man, that kid is good. Um, even though Christian Gonzalez was our first-round pick, I do think that in the future, we're like five, six, seven years from now, when we're talking about that that 2023 draft, we're going to be talking about what Ke- uh, Keon White being like the player, the great player that we got in that draft. Um, he was really helpful in getting like some pressures. I'm hoping that we get more snaps from him. Christian Gonzalez, he played pretty good, in my opinion. Um, some some mistakes here and there, and I do have an issue with him as a tackler. I don't like it all that much. He doesn't really seem interested in tackling much. Um, even on that, he kind of likes to to wrap and kind of swing people down. He's not like a hitter at all. Even on that sack on Jalen Hurts, he could have lit Hurts up, but he kind of just opted to just kind of like wrap and kind of swing him down, which is like, I, which is cool, I guess, but I kind of wish he had more um, interest in kind of imposing his will or imposing fear into defenders. But we had both of our starting guards out for that game. And Antonio Mafi and City Sal had to start in their place, and they played. They played pretty well. They did. They were getting cooked on the inside by like Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox. But you're talking about a guy who's been like a Pro Bowler for like a long time, and then probably one of the best defensive tackle prospects to come out in a really long time in Jalen Carter. Um, and so they did. They did. They did fairly well. Got to see a bit of uh, Demario Douglas and, and Kayshawn Booty. Um, 
we have rookie like a rookie kicker and a punter. It's just kind of wild. Like if you if you actually count it up, I believe we had like two, four, six, eight, ten. We had twelve. So we had twelve draft picks in this twenty twenty three draft, and I believed ten of them played in the game over the weekend. It might be eleven because I'm not sure if Amir Speed, um, the the six round pick. Um, played on special teams. Isaiah Bolden, um, he was the kid who got um, carted off during the preseason, and uh, who was like they immobilized his head and they carted him off, and they ended up putting him on, on IR. But that's a pretty good that's a pretty good return, I would say. Even though some people hate Bill Belichick as a GM, so out of the twelve draft picks that we had in twenty twenty three, ten of them played uh, in that Sunday in Sunday game um, at Gillette. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that overall, the Pats is, um, I mean, I know there's no such thing as moral victories, but you got to feel good if you're a Pats fan after that game, considering the, the you know, the, the pick six that wasn't, wasn't Max's fault, or probably was Max's fault. Yeah, um, he, he, threw that, he threw that ball a little high. He threw that ball Yeah, low. I'll take it back. Yeah, it was his fault. Then you got the Zeke fumble. We were still in the game. I thought we mm-hmm. did a real good job of containing that offense that was prolific last year. Um, with the Eagles, um, we essentially made Jalen Hurts uh, throw the football, and he wasn't really that good at all. And that, so we kept them, I would say, um, in control in a sense. Yeah. We, we contained them well enough to actually win that game. So I still th- I think that they can actually be the probably the, the chance they can be the second best team in this division, the chance possibly. Yeah, I do, I do think the possibility is there. Um, I do think the Bills will turn it around, even though Josh Allen had a bad game to start the season. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins look amazing to start the to start the season after that game they had in LA. It's like it's not like we didn't. That game, that, that, that game was amazing. Just like, it's it like, was. Like, like, like it's like a video game I was watching. Yeah, like video game. <laughs> and it's kind of like there is an interesting quandary about how we're going to figure out how to like stop some of the new the new uh, wrinkles that they have in that offense and some of Tua's um, own improvement. That's going to be interesting. I'm, I will probably talk about like the matchup at some point today, but um, yeah, I think, I think for one, our defense is like that. I think Christian Barmore showed um, some improvement. He was really good versus the run, which is not normally like a thing that you say about him. He's better versus the pass versus the run than he is versus the run. He was rushing the passer. We added guys. We added like Keon White. We were getting pressures. Our secondary did well. Linebackers did well. We didn't give up a second half touchdown to the Eagles. And just like you said, um, we were able to get pressure, flush Jalen Hurts out of the pocket. He's a mobile quarterback, but what a lot of people don't really realize is that when he's like on the move outside the pocket, he's he's actually not the same level of passer that you are normally used to. Um, from the pocket, which you would think it would be like the opposite, but that's not the case. So uh, I'm I, I'm pleased about what we saw last weekend, but there's definitely some things to build on, and there's also a lot of question marks for the offense as well. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, I like the fact that we actually have a, like a real OC <laughs> there, so yeah. that that uh, makes I, me feel somewhat optimistic over this past team as well. Yeah, big, a really big problem. Patricia. Patricia was the biggest problem um, for us last year, even with all of the issues in terms of our personnel and maybe some of Mac's own deficiencies. 
it was definitely Patricia. He was both the OC and he was both the offensive line coach. Um, clearly, he did he did a piss poor job um, coaching the offensive line because it was terrible all last season. We added Adrian Clem. You saw that even though we had both of our starting guards out and we basically had Trent Brown and kind of like a journeyman right tackle and Calvin Anderson starting, we got pretty good protection. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. They did have like running backs and tight ends helping out, but last year probably would have been a disaster and it wasn't. Um, But he was also the offensive coordinator and it was, for some reason, he looked at Mac Jones and said, yeah, you're going to be like a classic drop back passer. We're going to have a lot of like, we're going to be in, the, we're going to be in gun. We're not going to have much play action. We're not going to have much RPOs, no motion. And you're just going to sit there. You're going to drain out the coverage and you're just going to make these throws. And on top of that, I'm going to have, I'm going to have terrible route combinations, guys running in, into each other, all sorts of dumb shit. Um, didn't make any sense. Uh, Mac Jones was an RPO merchant at Alabama with like weapons. So thank God uh, Bill O'Brien is here and he added in some RPOs and some quick game to help Mac out, some play action to help Mac out, to give him some easy buttons. And he just didn't ask Mac to just do hard shit outside of like handing off like the football to the running backs to run the football. So, um, I'm glad we have an adult in the room. It, it gives me hope for what this offense could be, um, even though at the end of the day, the ceiling is still somewhat limited because we don't really have the great receivers like that. But um, with like some good defense, some good running game, um, some health provided, maybe we can make some noise and make a push for that number two spot in the AFC East. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Takeaway for me that I, that I um, took away from week one is, uh, I think the Bengals, not the Bengals, rather. I think the Browns are actually better than people wanted to actually admit. Um, now they did win twenty-four to three, week one against the against the Bengals in crazy weather conditions. Um, but still, I thought it was a, it was a good game. Deshaun Watson isn't really necessarily quite back to the 2020 form that he was um, when he last played a full season. But I, I, I see some promise there. He was definitely as time goes off with his receivers, he overthrew a little bit, underthrew a little bit. But then again, that might that could have been due to the weather too as well. That could have played a part in it. But they have a solid run game. Nick Chubb is doing his thing. Now that Kareem Hunt also he's the primary back. Um I love the the addition of Darius Smith to play along with Miles Garrett. That just a lot put a lot of pressure on the on the O line. Uh and Burrow was just I knew Burrow I don't want to read too much into that because I think Burrow just didn't didn't get the rest that he needed. He was dealing with an injury kind of kind of crazy deal. Uh, to be the richest, have the richest deal for a quarterback in NFL history, but that was uh, 85 yards in the game was that's abysmal. Um, but again, I don't really see that happening again. And plus, the Browns have a history of getting the better of the Bengals um, since Burrow's been there. Uh, so I don't want to take too much of that. But I really do think that this Browns team is for real, and they can possibly win this division, which I thought going into the season was the best division in football. At first, I was like, it's either that or the AFC. East, and I thought, no, the AFC North's got it. Um, so that's what my takeaway is that they are for real. If Deshaun Watson can get back to 2020 form, then they are definitely Super Bowl contenders. But to be the legit playoff contenders, I think he just has to be de- just be decent based on all the pace that's around him. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I, I think uh, I agree with all those reasons. I think I think 
one, um, the, the Bengals typically start off slow. You could say it's because Joe Burrow pretty much hasn't really had off seasons for the past couple of years because he was either he was dealing with like injuries. Uh, there was the calf this year, and then it was coming off of like a knee injury um, last year. So I do think they'll probably they'll heat up and they'll get back to what they normally do. Um, I think the the AFC North is just like a big like question mark. Um, I thought the the Steelers would be like a little bit better, but they got absolutely housed by the full. Oh my goodness! You know, it was kind of to the point where you can't really take much because they were so dominant. You don't know if like the the Steelers are just bad or just the 49ers are just so great that they made them look horrible and the Steelers will look okay when they're playing other teams. Um, The Ravens play the Texans. They they didn't look all that great either. D'Amico Ryan's kind of put together a good defensive game plan where he made things tough for them to start. Um, and they also suffered some injuries. Um, Dobbins. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins uh, tore his Achilles, and it looks like, honestly, it was on the same leg where he tore his ACL, where I honestly feel like it might be a wrap for his career, I'm sorry to say, which is sad, but um, it, it's looking like that. Um, the left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, he's hurt again, which is kind of like a common occurrence for him. So hopefully, hopefully like their health stays on track, but it hasn't been so good to start even going into the offseason. Marla Humphrey is not available. Uh, apparently like Marcus Williams might have torn a pack and he might be out for a significant period, if not for the season. So um, it seems like the injury bug's been hitting them, but I, I agree depending on how things like shake out, you very well could see all those three teams in the playoffs possibly. Um, I think the Browns added Jim Schwartz to that as their defensive coordinator, and he's been very helpful. Um, their defensive line really looked ferocious. That is, like Just like you said, adding Darius Smith, kind of moving Miles Garrett. I, th- I think Miles Garrett with Jim Schwartz is just somebody that could end up winning defensive player of the year. Um, I do need to see a bit more from Deshaun Watson. Um, Still, I think we're starting to reach the point where you can't really talk about rust for him anymore. Um, I agree. Maybe it's a maybe it's more of a thing where that guy that you saw with the Texans may not be coming back ever. Um, but it is only one game, so what can you take from that? But I do think that that uh, that roster is very talented, and if they play up to their talent, they should absolutely make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, hey, uh, let's take a quick break. I want to talk a little bit about uh, week two. Sounds good. Oh, I, I forgot to ask you too. Um, did you do you have YouTube TV or YouTube and just sign up for NFL Sunday ticket? I did not sign up for it, um, but I most likely will um, soon because. Um, give myself the ability to watch like all those games and do something like the quad screen thing that people were like talking about at that. Oh yeah. That's, so so I have it. I've had YouTube tickets for four years now. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for, I signed up for back in like, I think it was February, March to get like hundred dollars off, man. That was crazy. Having a multi-view with like four games and then all you, or, or you can have one screen be red zone and watch three other games at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I got my laptop next to me. So I'll go on YouTube TV on my laptop to watch other games. Yeah, it's a great experience. Like I never had direct, I never had something ticket for direct TV. So. And then I believe you have the, um, you have the, do, or do you have access to all twenty two as well as part of that? All what? All twenty two. We mean. 
All 22 is when you can watch it. Um, you can go online and you can watch it from like the different angles where you can like, it's not the broadcast angle. It's like the film where you get it. You get like an end zone view. You get the side view and it's, they, they have all the plays for you. Oh, um, I'm not sure. Not to my knowledge, but I'll look into that. I'll take a, I'll take a look, and if, if that's the case, I'll let you know, and I'll show you. That's, that's not going to be dope. Honestly, I think that would be a good investment for, you, for the season, watch, have, having that, that option to watch the, to get the four games at once. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever game you're on, it's going to, like, the audio's going to be on for that. Whatever game you're on, the audio's going to be up. You can switch to each game and then get the audio for each game. Yeah, you know Why what? I, you actually, you know what? I might do that. What I might do is um, I'll put, like, the Patriots game. I'll have like the Patriots game up on my like laptop, just using my like cable, and then I'll put um the rest up on the um the on my regular TV. So uh, I probably I, I, I mean, probably for it. I do have a. Yeah, you, know, just you, need, uh, you don't need YouTube TV. You can just have YouTube too as well. Because um I remember when I went on YouTube that day, like around noon, it had all the games like starting soon, so I could watch it off just off YouTube as opposed to YouTube TV. Uh, bet because I I do have um I do have a school email so I can get it for cheap I think, but I don't know if you get the multi view if you just have YouTube, not YouTube TV. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a look. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they have a, a promo going on until the nineteenth. Get a discount oh. off it. Like yeah, I'll take a look. I'll take a look right after this. All right, cool, cool. So, what games do you want to um, talk about uh, heading into week two? Um, I was looking at that Ravens Bengals matchup, and then I was also looking at Kansas City at the Jaguars. Oh yeah, uh, rematch of the divisional round, mm-hmm. at least for the Kansas City and, and Jaguars. Wait, so let me ask a question. Uh, we didn't talk about the, uh, the Chiefs in Week One. Um, do you think there's an overreaction going on uh, after they lost? Uh, Pat Mahomes finally lost in Week One. Um, through his first pick, which wasn't his fault at all. <laughs> one, I just see a lot of people just like, like, kind of like writing their eulogy already. Um, oh, of course, and, uh, it's just kind of ridiculous to me. But again, I get it. Twenty four seven media news cycle. You need something to talk about, something to you know keep people engaged and wanting to come back to you and listen to you, listen to or see your content. But that's a little ridiculous. It's, it's week one. We all know Travis Kelsey played. If uh, Chris Jones played, the Lions probably wouldn't have won that game. They, they should have lost anyways. If, if Tony just didn't drop all those balls, it would have been. They probably would have won that game. Yeah, um, I one thousand percent think it's like an overreaction. It's um, it's kind of annoying, <laughs> um, but it's it's one of those things that come part and parcel with like the NFL. Um, that Chiefs offense last year, um, they lost. They lost Tyreek Hill. They didn't really have that that wide receiver that dictated coverages for them anymore. Um, so what they they traditionally played like a lot of 11, which is like a three wide receiver set with like one tight end. And because Tyreek Hill left, they started playing like a lot of 12 and a lot of 13, which is like, with, like I just said earlier, 12 is two tight ends on the field and uh, 13 is three tight ends on the field. What really makes it work for them is, is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is essentially a wide receiver. So even when you're in those like heavier personnel packages, you're able to throw out of the, out of them really well. But the thing is the defense, they have to put linebackers on the field because you're going to run them out of the club because you have so many heavy personnel on the field. So when te- when the Chiefs were coming out in 12 or 13, teams were matching in nickel, um, which is like two linebackers on the field and then the rest are all like defensive backs outside of your four down linemen and 
the Chiefs were able to throw out of those packages and just kind of target those linebackers because they're not going to be able to cover um, guys like Travis Kelsey in space. But what happened to them in this offseason is one, Jody Fortson, who's one of their tight ends, he's out for the season on IR. And then you lose Travis Kelsey. So those 12 packages aren't really hitting the same. So they had to play like 11 the whole game and kind of go back to what they used to do when Tyreek Hill was there. But you don't really have Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. And the wide receivers were dropping everything all over the place. Sky Moore played like utter shit. Kadarius Tony played like utter shit. Um, I don't know. Sky Moore is a bit of an unknown because he was a rookie last year. I do think he'll improve, but who knows what he'll be. I, I do think some of the some people are clowning Kadarius Tony. Maybe like some of it is like earned because I don't know if you've been seeing he's kind of been having like a weird off season where he's having a lot of back and forth with like Giants fans because when he yeah. was with the Giants he was always like hurt a lot. So kind of a lot of Giants fans were like good riddance when he left, but then he ended up winning the Super Bowl. So he's kind of like ha ha ha, look at me now. Um, he had a bad game. Um, he's not really known for having bad hands. He's known for being injury prone. So I'm not thinking that's going to continue. I do think they lost Juju Smith-Schuster, and he was kind of like that other guy. Their yeah, number one receiver. Yeah, he could kind of find a – he was that guy where at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey was going to get the bulk of the targets, but he was kind of like that guy where – if teams found a way to double Travis Kelsey, which is hard because the way Andy Reid deploys him, he's off the line of scrimmage a lot. He's usually like either in the slot or he's at the Z where he's off the line. So you kind of hide him in bunches and it's not as easy to double him. But Juju Smith-Schuster was kind of like that guy who could find a way to sit down in the zone and give uh, Mahomes like another target if for some reason they're able to take uh, Travis Kelsey away. He's not there anymore. So they kind of fi- got to find somebody to take that spot. Um, I think they have like a good shot. They they kept seven wide receivers in this offseason. Um, one of them is MVS. Um, uh, and he will be on the outside, kind of their like guy who pulls the coverages, blocks. He will catch like the occasional deep shot. And then everybody else is going to be doing their thing underneath. So, um, I'm assuming Kadarius Tony is going to be that guy, but then they'll figure out who who it'll be, what the other guy will be, maybe out of the rest of like those like five receivers that they have. And then, and worst comes to worst, they like trade for like like a veteran or something like that. So I definitely think it was all overblown. But they do they do have an interesting matchup against the Jaguars, who's kind of like everybody's pick to kind of um, take that next step and be in the hunt for like that number one or number two seed this year. Yeah, and then we get, I mean, now this is a rematch against Michigan in the divisional round last year. And now the Jags are, you know, now they got credibility, got credibility in the league. Calvin Ridley made a debut Sunday where he got um, with 101 yards, um, eight receptions. So this game could be very, very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the Chiefs are going to pull this out, even though they're going to Jacksonville. Um, I believe the line is like KC by like three and a half, like minus three and a half. Um, given that the the home the home team usually gets like a three point, I think a three point like advantage. I think that they're saying that the Chiefs are going to win by like a field goal, which is possible. Um, I do think it's interesting um, about this matchup. It's kind of like now that you know a lot of the. 
the old guard is gone. Brady's gone, retired. Um, Rogers just tore his AC, uh, his Achilles, so he's not in the league this year. It's kind of like weird, but um, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they're kind of like turning into the elder statesmen of the league outside of maybe like Stafford in, um, in uh, I was about to say St. Louis, good Lord, um, <laughs> in LA. So uh, this is kind of like a, like the the new face of the, the current face of the league in Mahomes maybe going up against like the future face of the league in Trevor Lawrence. So this is definitely like a matchup that I'm excited to watch and I probably will definitely make sure that I have um, my uh, the YouTube <laughs> for like the NFL uh, the NFL thing so I can watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, this game should be good. I would definitely think that I'm going to give uh, the Chiefs the edge here. I don't think they lose two consecutive games in a row. Um, I just can't see that happen. Actually, has that ever even happened in the, in the Pat Mahomes era yet? I couldn't imagine it has. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think the, the lowest um, – the lowest amount of games that Mahomes has ever won is twelve. Yeah. Um, in in a sixteen or fifteen or seventeen game season, um, the twelve at minimum. They did also get Chris Jones back, and I thought that was super important. Like their defense did pretty well against the Lions. Yeah, I mean they only they give, only give us sixteen points. Yeah, and then I thought some people were like high on that. I wasn't as much. I thought. To me, um, I think they were taking advantage of like some schematic, um, schem- schematic advantages that they could use because, for one, the Lions didn't have um, Jamison Williams to kind of t- uh, take the top off, so they were able to play a lot of single high early um, on early downs, and with a single high, it's just one single high safety who's kind of like responsible for the middle of the field, and you have like another safety who's down in the box. Um, who can help you like stop the run? And that Lions offensive line is really good, and they really want to run the ball and use some like play action to help out Goff. Uh, they were using some like five man fronts and really like taking away some of the things, the concepts that they really want to use with Goff. And um, it worked for like a little bit, but over time, um, those linebackers really had to come down hard to fill versus the run. So there was creative voids behind them that the Lions were able to take advantage of. With Chris Jones back, in theory, they can go back to having maybe some like split safety looks where they can um, rotate their safeties like post snap. Because if they were playing single high versus Trevor Lawrence, it was not going to work. It was not going to work at all. You need like those uh, that extra player in the, on the back end, um, especially now that they got Calvin Ridley. Um, Calvin Ridley like eight eight receptions for like 101 yards and a touchdown looked great. Um, last week, even though Trevor Lawrence honestly didn't even play all that well. Um, so I think that this game is going to be super important to really figure out like how good these teams really are, in my opinion. Um, so it's definitely like one that I'm keeping a close eye on. Yeah, I mean, some people are, are criticizing, uh, you know, Jags, Jags, Jags for having a close game with the for Colts in week one. But again, it's the division opponents, division games are always weird. They always they always be like they're always competitive even when sometimes they really shouldn't be. So I don't I don't think it should read too much into that. But at the same time, I think the teachers is in another level. So I've been look where where course. where I'm at is like who didn't look rusty or what there was like very That's few true. teams. Yeah, there were very few teams that that didn't look rusty like to start 
this this season. So I I really feel like that's just a bit overblown in my opinion. Do you think that? Do you attribute that to the fact that players are practicing less now um, in the off season? Not 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 like going through the the regular routine. Like I mean, um, it's kind of funny. You heard the comments from a lot of different coaches where they're like, "Oh, I might consider playing um, playing my starters more during like the off season," um, which makes sense. Um, it's kind of, but it's kind of sometimes it can kind of be like a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because we've seen really important players get hurt in the off season and coaches not really understand like what they should do, like how, how they should treat it. So I kind of, it's kind of like figuring out like that sweet spot of um, getting players um, the reps that they need to be ready for the season, um, but also making sure that they're healthy. Exactly. So I feel like I just got to find that, that balance, right? It's, and that, 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 that's more difficult than, than that's a really difficult task, I would say. It's easier said than done. Yep, it is. Oh, that is always like the question, figuring out like what that balance is. Hey, see, this is analytics for you, right? As we were talking earlier, this is what it is. <laughs> analytics. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, what other game are we looking forward to? Um, the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, uh, an AFC North matchup. Yep, the AFC North matchup. Both teams were pretty rusty last week. Hey, man, just think about that, man. Sorry about that, but think about that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough matchup for the first two weeks for the Bengals. Yeah, they got a the tough schedule. Schedule maker didn't, didn't give them doing no favors there. Hell, they didn't do us no favors either. We got, we got oh, a yeah. nasty, nasty yeah. schedule to start. Nasty. It's like, what, what? <laughs> But like, what is it? I think Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys off rip, and honestly, we possibly could go zero and four. We really could. Yes. Um, but it's for me the that Bengals Ravens matchup is like super important. Um, the AFC North is projecting to be like a really tough division. Um, I do think the Ravens are going to win the division. The division, but both of the quarterbacks from both teams looked pretty rusty last week. Um, Burrow definitely more so, um, and I think at the end of the day, it's going to be like super important both for who wins a division and for like uh, playoff seating down the line. How how these games go? So this is like definitely one of the games I have circled um, on my schedule to really like look at to see like how these guys play. Um, the Ravens are down down corners. They're down like a safety. Honestly, their defense, their their defense just might end up getting cooked, and um, they have like a great defensive coordinator, and and, and uh, Lamar Jackson is working with a new offensive coordinator. He was somewhat rusty after not playing in the preseason, and they're still kind of like a work in process. Their left tackle is like questionable, may not be playing. Um, there's a lot of question marks for like the Ravens going into this game. So it's definitely like a key matchup for me. And we also need to see if uh, some, uh, if Joe Burrow is able to shake off some of the rust he had last week and uh, play a bit better. Their offensive line also somewhat of been somewhat of a liability, but maybe they'll have like some improved play. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel that there's more stake for this game than Burrow as opposed to Lamar since he's like the newest, he's the new richest um, QB in history now, we've seen that that title be passed around um, a few times over the last couple of years, particularly this season. But if he loses two games in a row, I feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, I mean, no, not, not if he lose two games in a row. If he plays real poor, 
a, two games in a row. There's going to be a lot of talk throughout the media about, is, is this guy, is he real? Um, how, are they taking a step back? Um, was, it a, was it a mistake giving him all this money? You know, all, this, all these narratives are going to run with on these sports shows and everything. So I think – and you want to, like, not fall behind in the finish in this tough division, let alone the tough conference. So I think it's going to be, be, to be more pressure on him to perform well, Gerald Brogan, as opposed to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, uh, I definitely, for me, for me, it's kind of like the opposite. Um, even though they start out slow, I kind of feel like Burrow and the Bengals are kind of in a situation where they have the least amount to prove. If you're just looking at it like holistically, I think Lamar, for one, they're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with new mm. wide receivers, you know, OBJ, Zay Flowers, who's looked who looked really really good last week and looked like he's going to be special um Rashad Bateman's kind of been hurt the past couple of years so we're wondering like how his health looks Lamar himself has been injured um there's just like a lot of like question marks where they have to prove that they can work together and gel um the Bengals don't really have that as much as like there's like continuity there um most of these players have played together most of these coaches they're the same like coaches so to me, it's kind of more for them. It's just like about when they'll wake up, but I think they will. Um, Burrow, I believe, is um, he's like that. That kid is the truth. Um, so so he'll he'll get right. For me, the the Ravens have a lot more question marks as opposed to the Bengals. I agree. Well, no, I'm, I can't say that I agree, but that's a great point, though. You now you're making me think of um, think about whether who uh, um, Burrow has more pressure. Than Lamar. Yeah. Good argument. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I feel like a lot of people just look at Burrow right now as the second guy in the league after Pat Holmes. Um, so th- I think with that comes more eyeballs, more attention, more scrutiny if you don't live up to ex- expectations, which is why I picked up my position. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, Lamar did get a new deal after, you know, going back and forth with the team. A lot of people um, thought, he was, thought he was crazy for one of the amount of money he did, but hey, he stuck by his side. Um, he got the deal that, that he wanted. Um, so, in a sense, that's pressure, too. Yeah, when he when he made the whole trade request public while, like, John Harbaugh was, like, at that coach's meeting or whatever, like, 15 minutes before he was supposed to go on camera or whatever and answer questions, I really thought he was up out of there. But they found a way to, to come to an agreement, and here he is. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I was really wondering, like, is, is he's really good? Just gonna prolong throughout the team. Like, he's not gonna be a Raven <laughs> for the twenty twenty three season. It was really looking like that, and then out right. of the blue, they got a, they got a deal done, and hey, all sides are happy, and yeah, here we are. Now you gotta live. Now you gotta live up to it. Shocked. Uh, but uh, yeah, we can finish up um, here. Um, any other plans for tonight or the weekend? Uh, nothing. Just like chilling. Um, got some got some work to to get done, and uh, I'm just gonna look forward to some good football games. Work. Um. Yeah. Same here. No. No plans for tonight. This weekend. I, I'm trying to stay, um, save as much money as possible now. So I think I'm gonna be in the crib a lot more than I would want to want to be. About to, um, about, to about to make a big purchase or something. Uh, trying to trying to next year. Uh, hopefully by the spring summer I can make a, a big purchase. So. You know, plus it's really good. I mean, going out, I mean, going outside is expensive nowadays. It's crazy. I'm sure you know this until you get out every now and then. Yeah. It's insane. You're on the Zillow wave. <laughs> yep, you know it. So I'm like, you know what? 
I'm in the crib. I, I gotta stay inside. This is crazy. I, I can go on. I, I can go on just one day party and spend like 120 bucks. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Yo, I, this is too much. I, like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta just uh, get my priorities straight. So I think I I'm, in I'm in the saving mode myself. But I was gonna say, um, oh, make sure you're checking like your DMs on Twitter because I added you in. I added you into the Pats Nation chat a while ago. So, so there's always like good information and people like talking in there if you ever want to pop your head in. Okay. All right. Oh, good, good looks. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at that. So I can yeah, keep yeah you've up been in, you've been in there for like probably like a solid like month. So we're always like talking about like just like the coming matchups and things of that nature. So there's always good information in there. But uh, I'm sure we'll like talk about it over like the season as well in some other podcasts. All right, bet, man. Yeah, I'll definitely um, be on the lookout for that. And then hopefully next week I'm all up and running where I got my visuals going and then I'm, I'm lit. Yeah, so. yeah, just let me know. I'll be free. All right, man. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Right, have a good evening, man. Peace. That is it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button as this podcast is available just about everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and several other platforms as well. It's there. Trust me. Um, salute to the homie East for holding me down yet again. I appreciate you, my guy. And make sure you guys go ahead and follow the Instagram page for this podcast at the Mr. Vincent pod. As I didn't mention in the intro to this pod, I have a new Instagram page specifically for this podcast. It is at the Mr. Vincent pod. Um, you guys will like the content that's on there. I'm sure. Uh, well, that's really it for this week. Uh, you guys enjoy week two. Have a fabulous weekend. Whatever you do, please be safe. I'll check y'all next week. Till next time, take care.